Song. Yeah, I've had to go. <laughs> no Do you love us? We love you. Hey, good morning. Happy Tuesday and happy Valentine's happy. Day to you. Happy Valentine's Day to you, Mr. And Wiggins. Happy Valentine's Day to you. And of course, we thank our great listeners, one we love so much. Catherine gave us a whole bag. We were of spoiled today. Goodies, everything from magazines to cupcakes to uh, a description of what Valentine's Day is all about. So, Catherine, thank you very, very much. That was um, very appropriate and appreciated. Yes, thank you. you. We so appreciate it. We so appreciate hearing from you this morning here on the Garden Line on News Radio 92.3. I'm Jenna Barr here with Mike Wiggins to answer your questions. If you would like to text or call in, 850-437-1620 is the number. And you know what? Or even if you just want to send in your roses. Show off the roses that you received you from from your love bug. Those long stem tea roses, which yes. I'm sure you've received. Well, the, um, to be honest, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Confessions honest. of Jenna yeah. Barr. I don't like red roses. Really? Yeah. They, uh, they're just too dark for me. And so my favorite color is peach. Really? Yeah. <laughs> So that peachy, orangey, yeah, pinkish yeah. colored rose is my absolute favorite. I kind of like yellow roses too. Right? Yeah. Well, I think I've told you about my yeah. my uh, yellow rose bush that took a uh, a hit in the cold. Yeah. It's now coming back. It'll come back. It's so pretty, and you know what? It looks like the sunshine. Right. It makes me happy. Oh. Red, it just kind of feels like it's red. Like well, that's that's a good observation. I, I like that. Know? That's very good. But very I still good. like seeing the pictures. The yeah. peach drift rose. Yes, Ooh. it's my favorite. Yeah, I love the it. Drift roses are obviously, a, I say, new. They've you know been around probably for a decade or so, but they are great roses to plant. Um, lower growing roses. Yeah. And just beautiful little blooms on them. So, um, if you're out shopping for roses today. So today's the day to plant them. As a matter of fact, Jen, maybe we ought to tell people, uh, if you're driving to work this morning, mm-hmm. turn around Uh-oh. and go home. Oh, and take like, the and take drive the, backwards. And take, and, take, <laughs> no, and take the day off. Take the day okay, off yes. because you've got a lot to do in your yard on Valentine's Day. You've got what a beautiful plant, day to do it. Oh, yeah. You've got to plant your new roses. You've got to prune the roses that you have today. It's Valentine's Day. Um, you've got to put on your pre-emergence weed control today. So you've got to go buy that and you got to apply that today. Yep. So you've got a lot to do. You don't have time to go to work. No. Um, so just turn around, go home. Cause it's going to take a whole day to get those chores done on Valentine's day. I'm telling you, I'm okay yeah. with the days off on Valentine's day. I think it should be a national holiday. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. Well, it would have been great. Cause then it could have been like a four day weekend, Super Bowl <laughs> day after Super Bowl. That should be a holiday. Exactly. So we can all recuperate. Nobody go to work till Wednesday. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Cause all Why do that we wor- need to go to work? Let's just I, stop I was going to say all that working on Valentine's day. You need to take Wednesday. I'll start on Thursday. That's well, right. and it's kind of, it's funny to think about because like, I don't know if it's the same, and somebody correct me, but it used to be where when you were at work on Valentine's Day, you got to like, I don't know, 
like boast about who got the biggest bouquet of flowers. <laughs> I it was never me, just so you know. But all the girls would get like mm. flowers delivered right. and whatever. And I was a little bit of a hard head headed girl, so I was like, no, I don't need flowers. I need like. I don't know cheese. I don't know chocolate candy, chocolate, you know, something like that. Yeah, but you know, you know, one rule that um, I guess some Rose guy told me one time it was an etiquette type deal. Oh. He says you never send roses unless you send a dozen, oh. or you only send one. You never send two or three or four. You send a dozen or just one. Oh, that's that was some. Etiquette rule. He probably just made that up. Yeah, but he was trying to get more money from you. Were you yeah. shopping there? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Was his name Mr. Florist? <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! That is too. Hey, yeah. Or you could just leave a trail, almost like a you know a little uh, scavenger hunt of roses. That would be fun. There, 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 you go. there you go. There you go. Oh man, we're having too much fun this morning on the garden line. We're gonna go. No, don't. Say that today is nobody wants me day. <laughs> I cannot. Please text in your questions, but we'll get the mental health questions in as well. Eight five zero four three seven sixteen twenty. Everybody is loved. It's very so so very much. The text line is. We're being silly this morning, but I think it's a. You know what? It's a great day. In fact, Catherine, when she dropped off this uh, wonderful bag of goodies i'm sorry i'm gonna make some extra noise back here i apologize it's very loud but she actually dropped off a beautiful little booklet um of the history of valentine's day and thank you you're welcome i didn't want to just send one candy not one this is better than one happy valentine's day look at that I was Candy Cullerton, so sweet. Oh, I love cuddly she blankets. Us a, um, Sherpa throw blanket. Yeah, this is exactly what I need because I'm always cold back here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Is this going to be my news? That's a news radio blanket right exactly. there, a red blanket. Yeah. Well, you know, I think what's really special is do something. The the flowers are beautiful. But do something together today. If you have that loved one or a friend, call your friend. It doesn't. It's just a day to show love. Do something in the, the garden or go to, to you know, Pensacola Seed great, and Garden. I think it would be a great afternoon to take a walk on the yeah. beach. <gasps> yes. We're going to be in the what, mid-60s, maybe? Yeah, 70, almost 70. Somewhere there. Mm-hmm. And with sunshine, I'll take advantage of it because I think later in the week we do get a little rain. But for today, yes, Valentine's Day, a great walk on the beach would um, be just perfect. Yeah. Perfect. It so really you really, so you really can't. For everybody listening, you just can't go to work today. It's as simple as that. You've got too much to do. Yeah, and if you have to take a little break and walk outside in and somewhere in Pensacola, wherever you are, I'm I'm promising you, you will see beauty. You'll see flowers. Maybe it'll be dollar weed. Just find the beauty in it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I always think on, on days like this. I always beautiful days like this. I always think about the um, what our former mayor used to say about. You know, Pensacola is a place where um, thousands live the way millions wish they could. (laughs) Yeah. We are in a gorgeous place here. We really are. We we live in paradise. We grow beautiful flowers. We can have beautiful lawns. Yeah. Wonderful landscaping. And that's, of course, is what we do here. Um, It just makes us a special place. Yeah. And somebody mentioned they are on their way to Pensacola Seed and Garden on uh, Mobile Highway. 
to get their their dimension, and that's from our friend Ashlyn. Thank you for texting in. Um, you know what? I, I'm now passing the uh, nine mile or Highway 90 Pensacola Seed and Garden every right. week to go. Right. We ride horses, and man, they always have something going on. It's always busy, and um, you know somebody had mentioned that uh, soon Larry's going to be starting the um, the grow from seed. Mm-hmm direction and like right, you know it's time to people. do that it's, it's time to start your tomato plants from seed if you're yep. going to do that yes that's what made me think of it yesterday because i saw them for a really good price actually at target mm-hmm. go figure they had all organic packets and uh, no matter where you are it's to pick them up that's a good thing to do today right. too one hint one hint on those seed packages that um, i don't know if we've ever talked about that here check the dates it's the law says they've got to date those oh, seeds. Okay. And if for some reason, I don't think Target would do this, but some places might. You, you found some seeds that were 20, 21 um, seeds. You don't want to do that. You don't want to use those seeds because the older they are, the less germination you're going to have from those seeds. You need fresh seeds. It's like that ryegrass we've talked about all winter. If you're going to put ryegrass out, you need to get current seed Oregon ryegrass to put out on your lawn. Now, I don't, I surely wouldn't do it here in February. That's a next year deal. But the point is, you need to get fresh, if you're going to use seeds, no matter what kind you plant, they need to be good, fresh seeds. And as I say, the law says that on each seed packet, it'll have the date of those seeds. Okay. Just don't buy any that are too old. Oh, not too old. Yeah, yeah, we don't like that. No, exactly. Fun- fungusy uh, seeds. No, thank you. All right. Before we take a break, I actually want to get to our phone line. Is it Wade or Wayne who's on the phone? Wayne. Wayne, good morning. Thank you for calling from Gulf Breeze. Do you have a question for Mike? Well, uh, well thank you. Yes, and, and Mike. Yes. Uh, I have an orange tree that uh, I'm, I, I think is probably about, oh, 16, 18 feet tall. Ooh, big one. And looking at it, I've yeah. got a 12-foot step ladder up died. And, of course, it's, it's gotten so out of out of shape and so tall that I can't really it, – it's hard to get to the oranges. To pick. Sure. And my question is, can I can I, can I cut the uh, – where, where, uh, where it stems off at the top, it's like it comes off the main trunk and it's got like three – Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, can can I cut that thing? I I think you could get you know one that one yeah one that big. I think you could get by with that. But keep in mind, um, most of the rules on growing citrus is they really do not need much, if any, pruning at all. It's just that they do better if they are allowed to grow, unless you've really got to get those off. And I understand the height problem. I've got um, some very large ligustrum trees that. I kind of prune up, and I've had to hire grandchildren to, to get on that ladder because I don't want to get on the ladder at my age. And so well, I hear what you're saying, and I think you could, with a more a mature tree like that, I think you could probably get by with it. But the basic rules are for citrus is it's not really and really aren't a shrub or a tree, if you will, that one needs to prune. You need to just kind of let them go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, well, I, I hear you on the height problem. I do. Okay, so you might as well give it a try. Give it a try. I don't think. Uh, I don't think. Obviously, it's it, not. It's not going to damage the tree. 
and I'm not even sure what yeah. effect it might have. Maybe a reduction in um, your production, but I can't really see why. But no, if, I, if it were me and it was that high and you don't want it to get any higher, I'd give it a go, see what happens. And, and it's just beginning to leaf out. I mean, yes, yeah. you know, all the leaves came off after that last freeze. So sure. it might be a good time now that I can see what's going on. We'll look out. Thank you much. Man, I appreciate, I appreciate your call. It's always good to hear from Thank you. you. Thanks. Thank you, Wayne. We appreciate you. And uh, keep us posted on your progress. I appreciate that Gina, as well. You, Gina, you put on your um, Sherpa throw blanket yeah, I know. To, to do the show. Do I look, I look like, I, I feel like a, a you know, an, I'm in an old movie, and I have a wrap around my shoulder. <laughs> it does look like I need, that. like, a long stem cigarette out my mouth. Okay, we'll stop. All right, 850-437-1620. I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, I've got a question here. Oh, man. Okay, uh, we're going to talk about the process for transplanting sugar gum tree saplings. They're growing on the, the root of a large tree that we planted a few years ago. That's from our friend Scott. Scott, we're going to get to you as well as Jan. Ray, I've got questions coming in as well as comments and pictures. We will get to you here on the garden line if you'd like to text in or feel free to call just like Wayne did. 850-437-1620. With me, let's fly, let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in far Bombay. All righty, it's 921. Let's get to some questions here on the garden line on News Radio 923. We're talking about transplanting sugar gum tree saplings growing on the root of a large tree that was planted a few years ago in the yard of our friend Scott. Well, yes, if you're going to transplant little saplings that are growing up around a tree or, or from the roots of a tree or whatever, now is the time to do it. I mean, now is the time. While it's dormant, while obviously it has no leaves, this is the time to make those transplants. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. It's just sometimes it's, they go through the, a shock, even though it's dormant. But if you were okay. going to do it, I would do it now. I would try to find, in general, the same environment in which the tree is growing now and to transplant it to another location with the basically same environment, sun, shade, that type of thing. And I would use some organic material because what you're in, in essence, what you're doing is you're going to be planting kind of a bare root tree. You've got to put in some organic material to hold the moisture around those roots. And if you do that, um, it sure have a good chance of survival. But I'm not so sure you're going to have 100% survival doing that. But that's the way to do it, and the time is right, so I would do it now. Okay, excellent, excellent, excellent. Thank you, Scott, for texting in, 850-437-1620. Listen here, let's get to another question. Um, Can I cut back my drift knockouts? They were too bushy last year from our friend Jan. Yeah, um, knockouts, knockout roses can be pruned a little differently. Some of the rules say I don't prune them for the first couple of years. Then after that... You don't have to cut them down all the way like to six inches like you would a T-rose. You can just kind of prune them back half, if you will, maybe two-thirds, and, you, and you'll be fine. But if you're going to do it, do it now. I would, okay. do, I would do it in the month of February, and I think that's the best time to do it, yes. Okay. But sometimes those um, knockouts and stuff, you may just want to let them go. I've got one. I just, it just, It's getting pretty big, but I'm not sure I'm going to prune it back very far. It had a nice rose bloom on it just the other day oh 
Oh. It's really amazing. Beautiful. But but yes, I'm on on the knockouts and those type of roses. Um, You don't need to do all that radical pruning that you do on your tea roses or even your floribundas. So that's that's how I would approach that. Okay, excellent. A comment from our friend Ray here on the Garden Line. He says um, he loves his new Corona pruners. Thanks for the information. Going home to work on my wife's roses. By the way, I bought red tulips this year. Happy Valentine's Day, y'all. Oh, cool. Good for you. I want a picture of the tulips next. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Well, the big question is, if we had him live on the air, we'd say, one, did you chill your roses? I mean, your tulips. Did you get at least six weeks of time in the refrigerator and then plant them? And then roses, I mean, tulips, just sometimes don't do well for us here. And, of course, they never repeat. That's the problem. You plant them, one year they're up, that's it. They just need so many chilling hours. We just don't have enough here in northwest Florida to allow those tulips to come back every year. But plant them, if you, if you hadn't planted them yet, um, do it pronto. Do it now. Even if they haven't been chilled, take a chance and plant them now because it won't be any good to save them to next year. Go ahead and get them in the ground. Plant them about two and a half times the diameter. That's the depth which where you should plant a tulip bulb. Two and a half times the diameter. A little bit of bone meal in the soil around it will really yeah. help. Even it out and just wait for spring. Let's see what happens. Okay. All right. I like it. we got to take another break here. It's 925 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Jenna Barr. You're listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel. If you would like to text in, you're listening to The Garden Line. It's time to ask your gardening questions. Coming up later on, we'll have Armada Advisors joining us as well as the Florida Department of Health. But text in your gardening questions right now on News Radio 92.3. That's 850-437-1620. I'm in heaven. And my heart beats so that I can hardly speak And I seem to find the happiness I see When we're out together Dance cheek to cheek. Okay, cheek to cheek, chin to chin. All right, here we go. We are back here on the Garden Line, enjoying this Valentine's Day. Happy Love Day to you. Here we go. I've got our friend Paul from Blue Sky Landscaping um, texted in a couple things. We were talking about uh, roses, and uh, he said that they he uses the um, the peach drift rose, it's gorgeous, uses it all the time. And don't forget, it's time to cut back those roses. And uh, also, he said that his tomatoes actually, his tomato plants actually have tomatoes on them over, uh, already. He is a, he's better he must, than all of must, us. He must have a little greenhouse. Yeah, somewhere, right. Don't you think? Exactly. Yeah, That's no, pretty cool. That is kind of cool. I, I um, he may have them in big containers or, or what have you. He brings they them inside bring in, all the time. Smart. Yeah, and that that could be, but that is that is really cool. You win, Paul. You get the yes. first of the season. Good for you. You are our winner. You're today. the winner today for the first tomato yes. um, to be produced. You want a hug? You got it. But you have to be here before eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Please don't take me seriously. I'll probably get like in trouble with management. <clears throat> She's already, giving away hugs. What already, is this place turning into? I'm looking. They're already lining up out there. 
out there in the parking lot. I've but, always actually wanted a T-shirt that says free hugs. But then again, I'm also afraid what's the outcome uh, going to be? Not, <laughs> I'm not so sure, John. <laughs> I don't think I'd think about that. Oh, my gosh. Um, here's a fun fact. Did you know that on Valentine's Day, I forgot to share this yesterday, but on Valentine's Day, you know, you talk about kissing, that kissing your loved one, your, your partner, helps release a chemical that can lower your blood pressure. So, no kidding. Listen, it's no healthy. Kidding. There you go. Healthy to smooch. There you Okay. Everybody has recorded that song. Everybody. It's a, it's a wonderful song. It's classic. This is one of the most talented artists that's presently on our entertainment scene. Her name is Tori Kelly. That's, 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 that's the Tori female Kelly. who's singing, but with Pharrell Williams, who sings, Because yeah. I'm Happy. Yeah. You know that song? Exactly. Clap along oh, yeah. If you, yeah. But this song is a Burt Bacharach. It's a Burt Bacharach, Bacharach written song. Performed that, by Dionne Warwick, yes. Natalie Cole, Aretha Franklin. Everybody. Uh, was that Ray Charles? Like, there's a lot on the list here. Exactly. Taryn Egerton? Yeah. I don't even know who well, that we, is. Well, um, you know, may he rest in peace. Yeah. You know, he, I think, passed away, was it, in the last week or so? Nuh-uh. And, and left an unbelievable legacy of songs. Just and, recently? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, that's a loss. Yeah. Oh, what a bring yeah. down Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. I'm um, sorry. But he such is, good he, music. He, he is great. He is absolutely great. Well, I thought that one was a nice, fresh one. Yes. And um, Tori Kelly has just a phenomenal gospel choir, soulful really? sound. I don't I don't know him. No, he's a girl. She's a girl. Trust I me. If, if a boy can hit that, mm. I'm very impressed. I'm very, I will be very impressed. Let me repeat myself. I don't know her. <laughs> I made a mistake. Uh, you know what? I'm going to, I'll, I'll uh, share some more songs with you oh, later do on. Yes, do that. That'd be great. Hey, let's get to, um, oh, I want to recognize our friend Bruce. Bruce, thank you for texting in. Our number is 850-437-1620 here at the Garden Line on News Radio 92.3. I'm Jenna Barr with Mike Wiggins, and you can text into News Radio 92.3 to that number, 437-1620, with your questions. Well, we had talked about getting pruning shears weeks back, I think, uh-huh. and uh, our friend Bruce echoed uh, Ray, who texted in and said that he too purchased a Corona, a pair of Corona shears at Pensacola Hardware after you mentioned them on air a couple of weeks ago. Well, I appreciate him doing that, and of course, Pensacola Hardware is one of our favorite, favorite um, hardware stores in Pensacola. They have some amazing things there, not only pruning shears, but obviously a great gift section, hardware section, and people who work there who have been there many, many years. They can help you through any project. It's a great store. Yes, and tell them we'll take a 3% commission. We're not greedy. Uh, Just on every pair of Corona corona shears. shears. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, checks in the mail. Checks in the mail. (laughs) Write that down. Um, My orange tree has sprout leaves. But my Meyer lemon still has no sign of life. Right. And I think this goes with what all the experts were saying, and we've been saying it also, is that still, it's middle of February, let it go. Because 
where, you know, if that new growth is coming out, some folks might have already cut that back. But with the new growth coming on, I'll be glad that you did not. But if the Meyer lemon is not putting out, give it some time. It's just all the way into probably into May to see if it comes back. Now, the, some of your lemons and limes are more susceptible to cold than other citrus. So we just don't know. It, it may make it. It may not. But it certainly needs a chance to come out. And it may come out later. But if it does not, then it's like a lot of the plants that we have, especially a lot of the tropicals and subtropicals that we've all had, we're going to have a new year. We're going to have kind of a rebirth of our yard and put in some new stuff. So it may come to that. But for now, I would certainly give it more time. Okay. That's, yeah, good advice right there. Uh, 850-437-1620. Let's get to another question. If you'd like to text yours in, go ahead and sneak it in. After this question, we've got some things to talk about, right, Mike? Yes. Okay. Whenever we're ready. All right. So here is the background. Uh, We planted five sago palms in our front yard back in September. We wanted them as, uh, we watered them, excuse me, as directed by the nursery. Now the fronds on one of them are almost completely brown. The other four look like they're thriving well. Do you think we have lost this sago palm or should we give it a little bit more time? Well, I'd give it more time because the sago palms um, really will get hit by the cold, but they'll put on new growth in the spring. Now, there's a lot of plants. I mean, and this is a great discussion here. A lot of plants, the sagos, the citrus, um, even things like hibiscus and such as that, that we are all, many of us are assuming are just gone. You know, let's replace them. Let's replace them now. But I think we just have to still show some patience and see what happens. So um, I, on that sago, I, you know, it's really, if they are in a line, if they got the same amount of, you know, the, um, of the freezing weather and Four of them are doing great. One of them is not. That's a little dicey, but I still would give it some time. Okay. Give it some time. Time after time. Okay, here we go. I won't sing that. Sorry <laughs> about okay. that. No, that's okay. we, have a, we have a call coming in. I promise I'll get to you in just a moment. Let me make sure that I have double-checked this last text that came in. Good morning to you. Thank you for texting in 850-437-1620. Here on the Pensacola Expert Panel on Tuesdays, 9 to 10 a.m., we have the garden line. It looks like we have another call coming in. I don't see who it's from. Who are we talking to this morning? Yeah, this Tommy. Hey, Tommy. I'm sorry about that. So what's your question this morning? You have one for Mike? Well, sure. Yeah, I'm the guy with an eight foot by 20 foot townhouse lawn, and it was thriving um, St. Augustine. And last year, uh, the chinch bugs killed well over half of it. Now, in the meantime, um, the tree that borders my property line, a giant oak tree, was taken down a few weeks ago. So my plan is to replace the St. Augustine with Zoysia and was wondering how I go about doing that. Do I have to pull out all that St. Augustine that's still left? Yes. Yes, you do. But you're making a good decision because St. Augustine, which over the decades has been the grass of choice in Pensacola, has had such problems with, as you said, chinch bugs, sodweb worms, rhizoctonia fungus, all of that, all of that. So a lot of people have gone to zoysia, which does have less of those problems. So, but to plant the zoysia, and I assume, and you're going to sod it. I wouldn't plug it. I would sod it, especially in that small an area. I am. Um, you need to till it, rake all that old St. Augustine out, even the St. Augustine that looks healthy. Let's get rid of it all. Get it down so it's nothing but clean, flat, soft, moist soil. 
rake it flat. Probably put down a little bit of a little bit of lime. That's not a bad idea, and then go ahead and sod your zoysia. But yes, you need to get rid of all of that stuff. The best method to pull it out is just a stiff garden rake and get it all out. Well, that's 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 one way. So on a small area like that, yes. For for most say most suburban lawns, most people till it. They'll till it. They'll turn it and they'll rake it. Then they'll till it again and rake it some more until all that old grass is out of there, and then they level it off and do the sodding. Yes, because you, what you may find with that zoysia, um, or with any grass that you replace on the St. Augustine with, you may find if you don't get it all, you're going to may find some of that zoysia. I mean, St. Augustine kind of pops up, you know, in the growing season and is interfering with your zoysia. So it's best to get as much of it out okay. as you can. Now, we're, you know, who's kidding who? You're not going to get every bit of it out. It's just almost impossible. But do the best you can. Okay, thank you. Hey, thank you. Good luck. Let us know how it goes. I yeah. think you're going to enjoy your, enjoy okay. your zoysia. Enjoy zoysia. Exactly. I love it. Oh. You, know, you know, and one thing, we were, you know, one thing about zoysia that you need to know if you're going to – Maybe maybe next week we can concentrate more on, on types of grass. Zoysia is really becoming the grass of choice. The only real disadvantage to zoysia, and it's not that big a one, um, and we've said this before on the garden line, that zoysia will go dormant a little bit before the St. Augustine or even the centipede. And it's a little later coming out of dormancy in the spring. So you lose a little bit of growth both ways, not growth, but color both ways, but it's worth it because St. Augustine just has such a multitude of problems that um, zoysia is a good choice. All right. Thank you for that, Tommy. I appreciate it. Thanks, and uh, thank you for calling in. It's 945, so let's take a break. It's 946, actually. Just kidding. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, I know you have some thoughts. If you would still like to squeeze in a question, though, don't hesitate. 850-437-1620. You go ahead. No, no. You good? I'm good. Okay. I'm good. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Mike has more for you here on The Garden Line. All right, we are feeling the love today. Valentine's music on the garden. I'm trying today. my best over here. You're doing good. And we love hearing from you. If you do have a question, feel free. We still have some time left, about 10 minutes total with a break. Uh, so 850-437-1620. Yeah, Jenna, I want to say one thing. Um, once again, Catherine, thank you so much for the nice goodies you sent over for Valentine's. But she also sent over a notice, and I'm glad she did, because I, quite frankly, forgot to write this down last week, that on February 26th at the um, University of West Florida Camellia Garden, they're having a tour at 12 noon to 4 p.m. Now, if you like camellias or are interested in camellias and have never been to the UWF Camellia Garden, it is amazing. Our good friend Skip Vogelsang came on the show and so they're trying to find every camellia that has been developed in Pensacola in the UWF Camellia Garden. It's, it's phenomenal. So um, that's a tour, February 26, 12 to 4. And they're going to have uh, some demonstrations on pruning, which is very timely. 
um, because you want to prune camellias after they bloom, like um, so many plants, and air layering, which is a very interesting way to propagate new plants. A lot of people don't do that, but it's a very interesting thing to see and something you may want to try. So they have all those demonstrations. They're going to have their plant sales, and quite frankly, the camellias that I buy, and I, I don't have quite the space for them, but I always buy a few. Um, they have beautiful three-gallon pots, nice mature um, camellias at a very reasonable price. They have tags on them, care tags, identification tags. So you may want to uh, go out and pick up a couple of camellias, take the tour of the camellia garden, because I think you'll find it fascinating, and this is probably the right way to put it, but very local. A lot of the, like I say, these plants have plants that have been propagated and grown in Pensacola, and you'll probably recognize a bunch of them. But um, thank you, Catherine, for that. February 26th, UWF Camellia Garden. We love you. Thank you so much for that, Catherine. Uh, let me just uh, go ahead and uh, you, can you repeat? I'll, I'll I'll text the information if you would like the information. I promise you. Um, I'll text. I'll just text it. Uh, oh wow, a beautiful sunrise shot from our friend Harry Henry. Excuse me, that's beautiful. I'm like, it looks like a heart, an actual heart. Um, and then Catherine said, it's a great event. I'll make sure that I add the information. I'll grab that and add it into our podcast page at newsradio923.com. You search for the garden line or the Pensacola expert panel and it'll pop right on up. Uh, or I can text it directly to you. Uh, before we wrap up, what did you want to share with us? I'm sorry. Well, I'll kind of go back to the beginning of the show with things that we kind of earmark to do on Valentine's day. Now that's a nice way to put it a nice time to do it but these are things we need to do in february and even early march and one of course is the pre-emergent spray if you've had weed control weed problems over the years um buy your pre-emergence and put it out um dimension is good atrazine is good but go ahead and get it out a couple of cautions number one be sure not to get it into your flower bed. And quite frankly, any tender tree you have, I wouldn't want you to get it underneath the drip line of those trees if you can help it. So pre-emergence weed control, this is the time of year to do that because if we continue with these 70-degree temperatures, the weeds are going to come on up. And once they're up, it's a little late for the pre-emergence. You're going to have to wait a little bit and then put your post-emergence on which is the weed killer that kills weeds that are there the pre-emergence takes care of weeds that are future weeds weeds that are coming up it interrupts the germination of those particular weed seeds so mid-february time to do that and of course we've kind of talked and joked all morning about pruning roses it's a good time of the year to do that here we are mid-february early march you need to go ahead and do that if you can especially your, your tea roses the long stem roses, the ones you got this morning for Valentine's Day, um, you may want to get out and do that and get that done. because They really will do well. And, of course, when you prune them, you can prune them down to, I don't know, six to eight inches. Um, get you know, four to five strong canes of those roses mm-hmm. and um, clip off the crossing branches, the dead ones and all of that. Kind of clean them up, and you'll have some beautiful roses come springtime. Okay, very good. I like that. That's some good yeah. some good tips right there. Um, here, I'm just checking, checking, checking. Yes, I'll have, can we repeat the information for that event? It's, sure, um, it sure. Is, I got it right here. It's w- very much so wanted. Very good. February 26th 
at the University of West Florida Camellia Garden. The tour is from 12 to 4. I don't think that tour lasts from 12 to 4. They're just going to be available from 12 to 4. And they're going to have a pruning, a camellia pruning, and a camellia air layering demonstration along with selling camellias. And so it looks like a great day put on by the Camellia Club. And as we all know, we've talked about them many times. They do such a good job of promoting the planting and enjoyment of camellias in Pensacola. February 26, 12 to 4. And if you don't know where the Camellia Garden is, I think you could probably um, Google UWF campus and it Mm -hmm. would tell you where it is. If not, they've got a a kind of a reception um, building there. They can guide you in the right direction. So that's it. Sounds like fun. Exactly. I love it. Thank you, Catherine, again for that. Hey, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I do see a couple texts coming in. Let me read them while we are in our break. But if you would like to squeeze in one last question or comment, 850-437-6. Yes, we are love struck today. <laughs> I was trying to go on a theme, and I thought that that was a good way to to go out and and wind down the garden line. Also, can we squeeze in real quick when to apply post emergent to existing weeds, and can we go more into it next week? We can. There are a lot of rules insofar as putting out post emergence, but I would not do it yet. You want to wait till the grass is coming out of dormancy and starting to spread. You don't want to do it when your grass is totally dormant to spray that post-emergence on there. So that's one we kind of need to sit tight for a while. You may want to go ahead and pick up some stuff, pick up some uh, uh, weed killer containing carfenazone. That's a, that's a good weed killer. Trimec is one we talk about on the garden line all the time. And, of course, ortho, um, which is a brand name that's been around forever, makes a weed be gone. But the important thing about those chemicals, Jenna, is you've got to read the label. We've, boy, we've preached this sermon before. Mm-hmm. You've got to read the label to be sure that that particular post-emergence weed killer is labeled for the grass that you have. Okay. And a lot of them, they will say, you can use it on St. Augustine, but it'll yellow it out. Well, mm-hmm. you don't want to do that. You want one that's labeled for St. Augustine, right. but especially for the weeds that you've got. And usually it's dollar weeds and Florida pusley, those broadleaf weeds that really bug us. So also, I would consider purchasing a pump-up sprayer. That kind of goes into our integrated pest management where we only treat where we need to. So you get that pump-up sprayer and kind of walk your lawn with that post-emergence weed killer and you spray it. We'll talk more about that next week because that's some, something that's really coming up that we all need to do. Oh, absolutely. We'll we'll dive more into that next week here on The Garden Line, 9 to 10, Tuesday mornings on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Thank you, Mike. Happy Valentine's Happy, Happy Valentine's Day. Great music today, Jenna. Thank Great you. Great Valentine's Day. Good job. Happy St. Valentine's Day. There I want to make sure go. I honor that. There Thank you, you again for listening. Stay tuned. Armada Advisors is next.